will fix you. Hello and welcome to We Will Fix You, the advice podcast that advises all those, but only those, who do not advise themselves. And if you would like your own rich shavings of advice, write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com, where you could be advised by myself, Roger Hart, chair of the North Lincolnshire Church of Odin. We put the Thor in Scunthorpe. Mr. Dave Condry, our endocrine sommelier. Try the dopamine, it's particularly good. And Miss Lucy Boys, the world's first sarcophagus made entirely from tofu. I'm profoundly biodegradable. Today, a question about charity. Hello. As a reasonably bleeding heart champagne socialist lefty who's doing kind of okay these days, I'd like to give something back to what remains of society before the government destroys it completely. I am, however, quite lazy and would prefer to give my money rather than my time. But giving is hard. Sometimes you think you've found a charity that seems decent, but they turn out to be bastards. You hear things about giving to large organisations being inefficient, and just as many about small organisations being a shambles. The effective altruism movement claims to tackle this, but even if they're right, they come across like a shower of subreddit assholes you wouldn't want to talk to. What do I do? Is there a good way to give to charity? Spray and pray with some fiver a month direct debits, or do I need a stack ranking of deserving orphans with fashionable diseases? Yours, guilt-riddled with disposable income. Ms. Boy. It's funny you say spray and pray because that was the medical advice I had for a recent UTI. That's neither here nor there. Um, so um, I think there are two two ways of doing this. You can do it the proper way, or you can do it what I'm calling the inevitable way. So the proper way, the in the UK, the Charity Commission keeps a register of all registered charities. You can search either for a specific charity or for charities by category, location, what they do, who they serve, what kind of work they do, how they distribute money, all kinds of categories. They keep information on whether or not the charity is actually legit and registered, whether they've submitted the required annual documentation, they give breakdowns of spending for larger charities. Um, and they also, one of their recommendations is if you're interested in donating to a charity, you should read that charity's annual report, which should again contain more information on who they supported last year, how and why they did it, sort of notable activity. This, you know, you still need to know roughly what you give a shit about in order to do this, which kind of brings me on to doing it the inevitable way. So. Realistically, you're going to spray and pray because that's pretty much what everyone does as far as I can tell, apart from the people who really, really, really want to do this perfectly. But who's got the time? Um, personally, I try to avoid perfectionism loops wherever I can. So the idea of figuring out the most perfect way to share my spare money among the needy doesn't really appeal. It's almost certainly horribly inefficient, but so is everything I do because we are stuck in a horribly inefficient system that we cannot individually really meaningfully escape from. So I spray and I pray. Uh, my personal metric for figuring out where to spray is A, how angry am I about this thing overall, and B, what areas am I specifically angry about where the government is failing what I see as its duty of care to its citizens. I also, uh, I've sort of come to realise that I favour specific personal help over large non-specific impersonal help because I find it easy to do an empathy that way. So an example from column A, um, where I'm just angry about a thing, overall I support the Abortion Support Network, which is a small charity that gives money directly to women who are coming from the Republic of Ireland, Isle of Man, Channel Islands, places where abortion is not available, pays their travel and accommodation costs when they come to England to get an abortion. 
Um, and I do that because I'm furious that Ireland cares more about the opinion of old men in dresses than it does about the physical realities of half of its population. And also because it's a specific personal thing. And as a charity, they're really good at sharing uh, experiences from people who've been helped. So I get a newsletter each month and every single month I'm like, God damn, I'm really glad I gave these people money, which is not what I feel about everything I give money to. Um, you know, the money goes towards helping actual individual women get access to necessary medical services that they're being denied near where they live for religious and cultural reasons. And I mean, I would still give them money if most of the reasons cited were I just did not want to gestate this fetus, because that for me is a good enough reason to not gestate a fetus. But actually, you start reading the stories and it's like, my child has horrifying genetic abnormalities that are not compatible with life, and yet Ireland expects me to carry it to term. I already have five kids and I'm in an abusive relationship. I cannot fucking handle this. These are not people who are just casually tossing away life. These are people who cannot fucking deal. And Ireland just expects them to fucking deal. Please have my money. You deserve my money. Example from column B, where it's the government's fault. Um, the Trussell Trust I give to because I'm totally disgusted at the level of hunger in this rich fucking tax haven that we live in and disgusted that no one in charge seems to care about that at all. I would like to make them all go back in time and be hungry children, but I cannot do that, so I give money to feed the hungry children. I think also it's important to know what you're not interested in because that's another helpful boundary. So there's plenty of things I'm never going to donate to. I went to a very fancy university who always want me to give them money. I'm never going to give them money. There are plenty of rich old wankers who will give them money until the end of eternity. It ain't going to be me. And um, I don't, even though it killed most of my family and will probably kill me, I just don't care about cancer on a structural level. It's not actually a particularly emotive issue for me. And it's one of those things that's so famous and bad that everybody, like, there's always going to be other people who are giving money to that. So again, not mine, fine. Um, and it's, that, is, that is true for the big ticket diseases and the stuff that's very tragic and sad and popular, but it's much less true for things that are lower profile or more taboo. So again, I like to give money to abortion rather than cancer because so many fewer people are likely to be giving that money. That's a factor in my decision making. But I guess I still, I just want to counsel you against trying to be too rational on this because both, both money and need in society are emotional rather than rational things. So to me, trying to turn that into a rational decision doesn't make a lot of sense. There are also, you know, a lot of things I really care about, but don't actively give money to for whatever reason. And that's just because I'm a person and I'm not perfect rather than because I don't care about that thing enough. And I think also it's very easy to get into stupid comparisons between who is the most needy. There is not actually a hierarchy, you know, a rigid hierarchy of need. You can say who cares about the whales when a kid down the road from me needs funding for a power wheelchair? Who cares about donkeys when deprived women and girls in less developed countries need business and education opportunities? You know, you can play every single cause off against another cause endlessly and you're just never ever going to resolve that. Um, because there is no rigid hierarchy of needs and because everyone's personal priorities are wildly different and that's why we can't get anything done as a species. So yeah, my advice is focus on what you care about the most, chuck some cash their way and try not to worry too much about it after that. I like that. I, partic I like the, the accent on, yeah, what, what's the state not doing? Mm. That's, I think that's a, a fairly, so I, I give to the Travel Trust as well, mm -hmm. precisely that reason. Yes. Um, Yes, where, where in my ideal world would a government be providing this service? Yeah. Where is this shitty government we actually have not providing yeah. a service? What can I do to make up the deficit? So you say you can't um, fully rationalise it, but I propose to entirely weaponize your guilt. I propose you keep a misery diary for a month. Or a week. Depends on how much of the news you read. Every time something makes you angry, 
or makes you feel guilty for not doing more or uh, upsets you, write it down. Start grouping them. You know, if, if you see homelessness in the street or you see it on television and it makes you feel bad, one for homelessness. If it doesn't make you feel bad, there is probably something severely wrong with you. Um, congratulations, you are almost certainly in the cabinet. And once you've, once you've spent a week or a month gathering this misery data, uh, you're going to use this to set the baseline. So you, feel, you know how much you want to donate each month, uh, each year. You set up your direct debits or you do your payments and you can split it out purely by the misery diary. And that way you know that you're giving money directly to the things that have affected you directly. Not affected you, not, not just this is a thing that happened to me and therefore I'm donating, but you are donating to the things that uh, that, that have actually annoyed or upset you. Mm. That strikes me as close as a rational version of that as you can get. It also strikes me as desperately unnecessary, but it is one way that you can, you can do that. And then every time that you have some sort of big, wanging shame spasm, you can donate ad hoc. You could find a different charity in the same field, for example, you could find something more local or more national if you're already donating in that area. Or one thing that I tend to do is when I've got a charity that I'm not supporting um, but that has shops, I'll pick a particular one based on some criteria, usually which disease one of my family has suffered from the most recently. And that's where my secondhand clothes and books and furniture will go to. That's as close as you can really get, I think, to properly rationally identifying how these things work. And at least that way, if you are writing it down and thinking about it, you know that you have actually engaged. I mean, horrendous. Like, Awful. You're going to be so sad. Terrible time for everyone. The whole Wang Shang spiral is a bad place. I've, um, I've got a slightly different tack. <clears throat> you want to do good, but kind of lazily. You don't want to build a spreadsheet. You don't want to get into, as you said, stack ranking your orphans. That's fine, because Quite often, when you don't want to put the effort in, someone else will have. Humans are great that way. We can build on top of each other's achievements. We can't stop climate change, though. No, no, we're shit. But, you know. Actually, I'm going to touch on that. I think your best heuristic here for lazily doing good is to oppose those who spent a lot of effort doing evil. Kind of engage in asymmetric ethical warfare. What, what you need to do is find some assholes, some proper assholes, but not like fuckwits, people that have really put the hours in. Work out what they oppose and give to it, basically. Find perfectly calibrated charitable causes for annoying wankers. That whole thing of you know you're doing good if you're annoying the right people. That's kind of what we're gonna what we're gonna get our hands around here. And there are some fun examples at the moment. So um, Donald Trump famously hates sharks, and um, off the back of Stephanie Clifford, the um, uh, porn actor, who he do we say allegedly? Is it allegedly? Is it proven? May or may not have had some shenanigans with. I pay no attention to that yeah. man's behaviour or words because I don't care at all. That's probably the correct approach. I'm really a lot healthier than most yeah. people I know at the moment, so encouraged. But, 
in in her in some of her sort of um, testament about it, she was talking about him really, really pathologically hating sharks in a way that left him fascinated by it. Which is a thing that you talk about during sex. And recently, the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy, a charity, has been received has been deluged with donations in Donald Trump's name. Basically, people have decided that the best way to do good is to do the thing that would annoy the monster. Oatmeal, the Oatmeal, the comic, had that kind of lawsuit thing with Funny Junk where they um, raised a load of money for various kinds. People do this. Um, and How unpopular do you have to be that people are, to the extent of giving away large amounts of their money, favouring prehistoric monster fish over you? Yeah, you got to be pretty bad. Yeah, pretty yeah, bad. Bad, bad dude. Mm. Um, and just to give like an example, so... And the, the, the things that assholes hate are probably quite decent, right? Michael Caine famously hates garlic, and garlic is basically the best thing ever. I say famously, I read it on the internet. I mean, he, he's not a monster, he's just a bit Brexit, and like probably the closest thing that the sort of people who revere only fools and horses can imagine to a real actor. And Billy but, Bob Thornton has a phobia of antique furniture while we're here. Which is also he does. Mm-hmm. He does. And Hugh Grant used this to prank him. Yes, he did. Facts. But, you know, Dracula also hates garlic, and I'm pretty sure he was a bad dude. So, what does the Daily Mail hate? What do the Conservatives hate? Or how about, I don't know, completely physically able people who still use small wheelie luggage? Backpacks, probably. Maybe there's a pro-backpack lobbying firm you could give to or an outreach group that just yells, fucking pick that up and sling it over your shoulders at luggage bellends on the tube. Anyway, the enemy of your enemy all that. You need to work out not only who you hate, but who's really worth hating. This is, this is the problem with the Trump and Sharks thing, right? Like, the man's a fuckwit. He's it's, not even worth hating. It's, even if you're fair dues, you can spare a few quid, but he is a moron. Who's, who's really sat down and calculated how to make the world a worse place? I've just picked a few. Your, your mileage will vary depending on your personal principles, but obviously the cockroach. Right-wing lobbyists and probably the most fungibly evil humans alive. They basically support everything awful from climate change denial to healthcare privatisation. So you can use annoying them to justify whichever charitable donation you were going to make anyway. Like pretty much anything that's even slightly nice is going to fuck them off. So that's your that's your like get out of jail. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be giving money to this donkey sanctuary. It'll probably piss off the cockroaches. Off you go. Rupert Murdoch, walking jowl museum and all-purpose saboteur of civil discourse and human decency. Um, fact-checking groups, media plurality campaigns, and dare I say it, the Labour or Liberal Democrat parties are probably your friends here. Martin Shkreli. Rent-seeking, hyper-capitalism-made flesh, but, you know, flesh without much chin. He, um, he actually wants donated to Bernie Sanders, so his politics aren't the clearest, but any movements that might, say, pressure pharma companies or try to restrain price hikes or generally curtail the abilities of assholes with deep pockets from profiteering seem kind of sane. Um, I've mostly covered campaign groups here because I've kind of gone political. Um, finally, in this vein, Jeremy Clarkson, bullsack vase avatar of Little England. This one's a bit like the Koch brothers in, in its scope, but there are a few He's also gems. a cock. Mm. Consider, for example, the Runnymede Trust or Race Equality Foundation or anyone that sort of, you know, works on race relations. Um, Believes or, all people are equal. Yeah. Or perhaps a cycling campaign group or anyone working to reduce vehicle emissions or, you know, generally fuck with motorists. Or people who are just building a big bomb and pointing it at Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, find your bogeyman, make sure they're good at it, and try to pick a charity that will precisely upset them. 
you'll be fine. Um, not not 100% fine, it's not an infallible heuristic. Like, you do need to do some homework, check, for example, check that your hunt saboteurs aren't into fucking Firepoint or called Crispin or something. But if Rupert Murdoch actually loves puppies, we're all in trouble here. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have he to He looks kick. like a bulldog. But you well, don't have to, like, kick or drown the puppies. Bulldog's testicles. So, yeah, I can't get you out of at least some due diligence, but basically find someone who's really put the effort into being an asshole and donate to upset them. I like that a lot. I'm thinking harder about how I can do that right now. Honestly, a lot of the time this is probably going to lead to political donations to left-wing parties, which arguably isn't super efficient, but, you know, hey. And with that, we leave you. Like the thruppence halfpenny discarded in the bucket of the winsome duckling collecting by the mill pond. And if you would like some advice, do of course write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or on Twitter at wewillfixyou or the book of faces under a name much similar.